was born again, uh, much as I grew up in a Christian family, my parents' salvation would not save me. I needed to personally be born again in order for me to be safe. So uh, my dad, when I was born, was very financially okay. So I did not lack anything as a child. But until when my grandmother visited, and uh, when she visited my dad, things began to go down within within about two months my dad lost everything so we went back to uh, my dad's village our village so i i started staying with my grandmother and she was providing everything that i needed and with that she was uh, able to initiate me without my parents knowing because uh, most of the time i was with her and i used to sleep with her so she had access to me and then, um, did you even know that you were actually being initiated into satanism at the time? I didn't know. Uh, like any other person, uh, my my dad thought his mother was a herbalist. Later, after getting initiated, I realized that witch doctors and sorcerers uh, use herbs to uh, they they have a way of mixing roots, stems, and leaves and using them against people, and that is what they call witchcraft. How old were you at the time? I was, uh, by the time we left uh, town to go to the village, I was about three years. So, so when, at what age were you initiated? I was initiated at, at eight by my grandmother. Later, uh, my dad worked so hard to make sure we left home because he was a grown-up. And uh, we went to town, but still, our grandmother was meeting our bills. She was paying our rent and everything. So. Uh, during holidays, I would visit. So when I was eight, my grandmother realized that my parents really wanted me to serve God. So she decided to initiate me before they took me deeper into the things of God. So at eight, she took me to a graveyard and uh, she initiated me. Uh, at that, in that graveyard is where they buried her mother. And her mother was also a sorcerer. So I was a, a fourth generation of sorcerers. And every generation has to be greater than the previous generation. So she introduced me to the ancestral spirits, and uh, she said that in case she died, I would inherit. You were going to take on the mantle. Yes. So she, after, in, after introducing me to our ancestors, she slept on the grave, and she made me sleep on the grave. You know, being young, I was in her control. So... My soul began to leave my body. How did you know that your soul was leaving your body? Your soul is the real you. It's the spiritual body. This is just a housing. So the sorcerers have the ability to get out of their body and travel in the spirit world. And when they travel there, they, they are able to get assignments. And uh, some of them, some of the people that have sold their souls to the devil travel in the spirit world and then they are able to come up with uh, like music ideas that are extraordinary and then here we look at them as celebrities they are popular how explain so when you say you're able to travel in the yeah. spirit world how yes. does this work uh, you see, life is spiritual. Whatever happens to us physically begins from the spiritual uh, realm. Like uh, someone can begin to program someone's life spiritually, and then the results we see, because the spirit world travels faster than the physical world. It's like lightning and thunder, I would compare. 
uh, it that way. So whatever happens uh, to us physically, most of the time is as a result of something that happened spiritually. So now these people that uh, have the ability to travel into the spirit world due to uh, witchcraft, uh, when they travel in the spirit world, they are able to see ahead of time. They can see things that are going to happen in the future. That's why they can read people's palms and know they can be able to tell someone's destiny, yet they are looking like normal people. So what power is this that they use? They use, uh, sometimes if God, if they're not using God's power, then the enemy can also use them because Satan knows about the kingdom of God. He, he was in heaven, so he knows how uh, the spiritual world is because he's a spirit. Yeah. Let me ask you, so now your, your grandmother has initiated you into Satanism at the age yeah. of eight. Yeah. What happens thereafter? What happens after is uh, when I got out of my body, I, I visited my dead ancestors. I was meeting my great-great-grandparents, those that died, and they were telling me that they were also sorcerers. So I was going to take on their mantle. And I met with an angel of death who gave me an assignment. And my first assignment as a sorcerer was to cause accidents. And, uh, and I, I, I also was assigned to fight ministries and also marriages. So now uh, they told me that with time, I would be able to know their deep secrets because I was just being introduced and at a tender age uh, because my parents were born again. So uh, I came back into my body, but filled with fear. And because the spirit, soul, and body are not supposed to separate until when someone dies, uh, I became sickly. And then uh, I became also rebellious in school because by then I was performing very well. Was... This was the time that you were in Uganda because yes, your, I was your, in Uganda. your origin is Uganda. Yes. You're, now you're married to Bamboo yes. and you had to relocate to Kenya. Yeah. So all these things are happening in Uganda? Yeah, they were happening in Uganda. So in school I became rebellious and uh, no teacher could discipline me because if they tried to discipline me in class, I would deal with them in the night when they are sleeping. I, I would... Uh, cause they are, I would beat them and they would think they are, they are dreaming about me but I would beat them and when they wake up their hand is swollen so they can't explain to the other teachers what happened you know they'll be asked how can you dream about your student you know so some things that happen to us uh, physically cannot be explained because life is spiritual yeah, so I be, uh, teachers began to distance themselves from me because of the kind of student I was. And uh, I, my performance now began to go down. And then I ended up moving from that school to another school called Victoria Primary School. And then from there, I, I got, uh, as I was in Victoria Primary, my auntie, who was also a sorcerer, because my dad comes from a family of sorcerers, took me deeper into Satanism. She now introduced me to, the, uh, to that lifestyle of the world. I had grown up in a Christian family where we go to church every Sunday. And, uh, you know, there are certain things you cannot do if you're raised by Christian parents. So when I went to my auntie's place, life was so different compared to the life at home. 
she introduced me to secular music she introduced me to all kinds of movies she introduced me to the world alcohol and i thought as a youth that that was the way to live i didn't know that i was being trapped so when she introduced me to some of the celebrities I, just like any other person i thought it was about talent you know you just have a voice you go to the studio record and then you know go to tv take your music that is what i thought but later when I, I was introduced to one of the popular uh, celebrities in Uganda, uh, I realized that, no, life is spiritual. These people add spirituality to their music. For their music or for them to be so popular or successful in the industry, they either have to be in the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of darkness. There is nothing like being in between. And those that are trying to make it with their talent are going to be struggling throughout. But the people that are deeply involved into witchcraft or sorcery are the ones at the top. So tell us a yeah. bit about that that particular uh, popular musician in Uganda, yeah. without mentioning names of course, yes. but yeah. tell us what, what, what was your interaction with that, this person? Like? So I met the brother uh, on a party and uh, I was told that this is a brother to uh, this popular artist and I was very excited because I, at my auntie's place I had been watching his music so, and I loved music so much. So when I saw that I'm now getting introduced to these celebrities, I felt excited like any other youth. By then, we did not have smartphones. Probably, I would have taken a selfie with him. So uh, I went back home. Uh, my auntie introduced me to other celebrities. Uh, when I went back after that holiday, I kept quiet about it. I didn't tell my parents because I knew. They wouldn't allow me to go back to my auntie's place if they had found out what I had been doing during holidays. So uh, as I was going to sit for my mock exams, this musician was going to launch his album, and he had just come from an accident. Every time he's going to launch an album or make a big concert, there has to be someone close to him that dies. There has to be a sacrifice. And in Uganda, he also burnt someone to death. And it was in newspapers. I think the people that follow this celebrity life can know the uh, person I'm talking about. So before he does a powerful uh, concert or launches a, uh, uh, an album, there has to be a sacrifice made. So um, when he was going to launch his album, of course, he was involved in an accident and everyone died apart from him, including his driver. And that is what was boosting that show. So I followed, uh, because they were advertising and he was in a vehicle, I followed him with my little brother. And uh, what happened to me this time, when we got to the car, because I was curious, I needed to see my celebrity, I pulled through the crowd. And when I got to the car, this time round, my soul got out of the body. Your and, soul leaves yes, the body while yes, you're in his car. Yes, and I was caged in a glass. And he told us to follow him to a certain place in, in Ginger, but physically now, yet he's holding my soul. And my brother restrained me, said we should not follow this man because we don't know him. And he was trying to convince us that he would bring us back safely. So later, I, did, I didn't go with him physically, but now my soul was caged in a glass before I would get out of my body and come back. This time round, my soul was caged in a glass. Some people sell their souls, others are trapped. So now we, I'll talk about my soul, then I talk about my body, so that someone can be able to understand how these two work. So now, 
when they when he caged my soul, they drove past the crowds and his brother moved out and the people began to follow him. So we went to the source of the Nile and uh, we passed through the golf course. And then uh, we, we went uh, and entered a boat. It's like the people who go underworld know themselves. So we went to... So ask they them. know the direction they need to take, they yes. know the route. Everything was already planned. I didn't know that by going there, I was being trapped, I was being set up. So we, we went to a certain island on Lake Victoria, and uh, while we were on that island, I was crying, I was screaming for help. The people who were entering, some of them were businessmen. We were about, we were about like uh, 15 people, so uh, including that musician and me. Now for them, they were going physically with their body, but my soul was being caged. So, so your soul at this time was caged in what in, looked like a bottle. Yes. But I'm curious, I mean, I, some people would probably be asking, how do you know your soul has left the body mm. and where's your body at this time? Because by then, I would move out of my body and come back in, into my body. And then the soul looks exactly like you. It is your spiritual body. And it, it has the will, the emotions, and the intellect. So when they take your soul, they have your will, they have your emotions, and they have your intellect. That's why the people that have sold their souls to the devil are heartless. When they are told to kill, they kill because they have no emotions, they have no feelings. Yeah, so... So take us back now. You're at the Nile, you're yeah. on this island. Yeah, so we entered that boat and uh, we, we sailed to that island. That is where he gets the name of his music band, you know, something island. So now we go to that uh, island and he gets two eggs and he drops the eggs in the water and the boat began to sink the boat which we were in began to sink and I was screaming because I knew that when we sink we are going to die. I didn't know that there is a world under the water. So now uh, as the boat began to sink uh, and we are screaming there, uh, there, there came a, a heavy wind like a whirlwind and then uh, in, that, in that wind there was a big hole that was being dug and there was a fish. So now I was looking, leave alone this tiny fish, I, I was scared of it already because every time my dad would buy and I see some fish that still has life in it, I would run from the kitchen. Now I'm looking at this huge fish opening its mouth and this musician carrying me and he, he was entering the fish with me. So what came into my mind was death. Because everything that the devil does is around death. The Bible says he came to steal, kill, and to destroy. So we entered. And I, how someone will be asking, it's like, how do you enter the fish and remain alive? Jonah was in the fish three days. And uh, it spat him, and he preached the gospel. So life is spiritual. So we entered the, that fish, and we went to the gates of hell. So a person will be asking, what? gets in hell. The How long did it take you guys to, from the point where there was that wild wind mm. to the gates of hell? I mean, yeah. how long did it take to get there? You see, in the, the, here in this world is where we have time. In the, in the spiritual world, there's nothing like time. You can travel ahead of time and you can go back in time in the spiritual world. So it's very difficult to compare and tell the person that it took two hours because the spiritual world doesn't have time. So we just, I just found myself in the, in the gates of hell, like we were arriving 
and the fish was opening its mouth and their gates in hell. That's why the Bible says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it because hell has gates. So now we entered the first to the seventh gate and there were demons that were opening. Now that is my first time to see demons. And, How did uh, they look? Yeah, I'll get to that. You know, in Sunday school, we were being taught about Satan appearing to woman as a snake. And uh, Hollywood was showing us uh, Lucifer with horns and something very black and with a red gown. You know, when I, when I came face to face with reality, I was disappointed because we, we, are, we have been deceived. The Bible says is a, is a, Satan is a father of all liars. So we have been deceived. We, we don't know the reality of life. When I was looking at demons, I was looking at some skinny, pale beings that, uh, you know, demons are servants to the fallen angels. They are like slaves, and, and the angels are supposed to serve us. But now the fallen angels are those that rebelled against God, so they don't even agree that they can serve a, a man that was created after them. So now I was looking at these demons. They were pale. The color is either, I would compare to the color of a gecko, pale brown and pale gray, pale. But they are very skinny and the, the eyes are like sunk inside. But the way they are looking at me is, and the people that were with, with me, it's like they are, they are very primitive, you know, trying to touch you, to see oh, so your body. So they were touching you? Yes. And then me, I was very scared because I, I was seeing these things for the first time. So... We entered and I was, when we got to the seventh gate, I was put in chains. And from there, I was taken to, to see Lucifer because he's the, he's not, I, would, I wouldn't say he's the prince of darkness because that is another lie that he has been telling the world. So this time you're still with this particular popular musician. Yes, yes. He's there with you. They were, they were, now, they were now carrying me, but when we go to the seventh gate is when they put my hands in chains. Yeah, so now when we got to the seventh gate, they got me out of that uh, box. My, my, my soul came back to the size of my body because what the enemy can do is to reduce. He cannot add because it is not in him to add. It's only God that can increase because he's above the devil. So now uh, my body, my spiritual body became the same size like my physical body and I was put in chains. Then I was taken in a, in, in a very dark hole, but very big. And uh, we, I was put on a red carpet, and I was seeing now Saturn sitting on top of a pyramid. A pyramid. Something it is built in form of a pyramid to get to where he is. He's oh. sitting at the top of a pyramid. And I was looking at a different Saturn from the Saturn that we were being Told, like taught about in Sunday school and the Saturn that we are seeing in movies. It's so different. I expected to see him black and uh, with a red gown, like with two horns. But now what I was seeing was what the Bible says about, about Saturn. Uh, he's a cherub. And uh, the cherubs have four faces. That's why the Bible says he roars like a lion. He can change and turn into a lion, an ox, an eagle, and he also has a face of a man. So we can, we can, you can, someone can look at him and communicate with him because he's a cherub. 
And then also, when you say cherub, what, what is a cherub? There are cherubims and seraphims and, and the other angels that are below. Oh. So the cherubims... These are levels of angels. Oh, levels of angels. Now, the cherubims are like the curtain raisers. They are the ones that usher in the, the presence of God to the all the uh, beings that God has ever created. So now, because they are, they are curtain raisers, they have the faces of God. They have the lion, the eagle, the ox, and the man face. And the cherub, the, the, the angels are transparent. They have no color. They, that's why when, when they... But when, if they have no color, how are you able to, to see their To features? see them. Now, I'm coming there. So they are colorless. Now, they can travel in wind and no one can see them. But because they have a face of a man, if God has sent them to deliver a message to us, then that's where, that's where they put on the, the face of a man and then come and interact with men. Like we see in Sodom and Gomorrah, as we see uh, angels visiting Abraham, they, they put on the faces of men and they were able to communicate. Erica, yeah. I want us to take a short break. Yes. And when we return, yeah. of course... I personally, just like many other people who are watching probably right now, would like to know exactly how does the devil look. Yes. Your description, mm. very detailed. Mm. Um, however, let's take a short break. Okay. And then when we return, we go deeper into this story mm. and really understand what happened thereafter. All right. uh, you're watching Saturday Confessions. Remember, Erica Mukisa, uh, today she made it to the studio. She was supposed to come next week on Saturday, but her husband, Bamboo, actually fell a bit ill and he couldn't make it today. However, we had to switch it up and have her here. And of course, as you have heard, her story is something that probably many have not heard. I've actually not heard it. But let's just take a short break. When we return, Erika Mukise takes us deeper into what happens in the underworld. Welcome back. If you just joined us, you are watching Saturday Confessions right here on TV 47. Again, tonight's discussion, basically the underworld in Lake Victoria. And of course, as our guest in studio is telling us, this happens across the globe. Her name is Erica Mukisa. Again, I must reiterate, this is Bamboo's wife, and she also has an equally chilling story. And before we took a short break, Erica... Yes. You were telling us how the devil looks like. Yeah. Explaining that, you know, um, angels come in levels. Yes. Cherubims and seraphims, seraphims, as you call them. Yeah. So now tell us, how does the devil look like? Okay. So uh, Lucifer was, uh, Lucifer first of all begins, uh, means light bearer. So he was uh, a musician in heaven and he was created with all the musical instruments as the Bible describes. They were inbuilt in him and uh, all the voices, the human voices and angelic voices, he, because God is perfect. So uh, he was built with 10 precious stones, gold, silver, diamond, and so on, like the Bible describes, they were in him. So if he was to shine gold because of his transparent color, he would be gold. Everything about him and around him would be golden. So he would sing all the voices. He did not need anyone to back him up, you know, while he was singing. He was a musical instrument. He was music itself. So when we talk about music, no one in this world sings better than Lucifer because no one can sing all the voices and echo themselves and, and play all the instruments at the same time because everything was inbuilt in him. And when, uh, until... 
when iniquity was found in him because he was looking at God, the creator of the entire world, and looking at the, the nature of God. God is humble to an extent that he can humble himself and become one of us. Uh, so looking at the nature of God, he felt that he could, outpower, uh, uh, he could overtake him. So pride entered him, and when pride entered him, he was thrown out of heaven. So what's his form right now? Now his form right now, after he was thrown out of heaven, he became pale gray. Now, when he's pale, even if the stones in him still shine, they don't bring out the light that he used to bring before while he was in heaven. I'm, I'm curious to know, mm. when you were looking at Satan, did you get to talk to Satan yes. personally one-on-one? Yes. On one? yes. And then also, he, all the voices are still inbuilt in him. And when he spreads his wings, all the musical instruments, he doesn't need anyone to play a keyboard, a drum, everything just comes through his wings while he spreads them. So, and then I was looking at him, he was holding a human hand and he was holding a glass of blood and he's eating. There's nothing to fear about when you look at him because he's beautiful. He's one of the beautiful angels that God has ever created. But what people are scared of is the iniquity that was found in him. The, the, you know, like even if uh, there is a beautiful woman and she's eating a human hand and blood, people will not be afraid of the beauty, but they'll be afraid of what the woman is doing. So that is what scared me about Satan. And uh, the fact that he was eating the hand raw and drinking blood was enough for me to feel, you know, like, yes, I'm, I'm in, in a trap and I cannot get out of here. And uh, I, was, I was calling my mom, I was calling my dad, I was calling anyone that I trusted for help, but Satan was laughing at me and he told me, uh, no one, not even your government can deliver you from my hand because I am controlling the system. I'm controlling the governments. I'm controlling the financial system. I'm controlling politics. I'm controlling the world that you're coming from. So uh, he told me the only thing you need to do is to serve me and, and work under my orders because I am the prince of this place. It's after I got delivered that I, I realized that now Satan is a liar because in him there is, no, there is no truth. So he told me he was the prince of hell and I believed it. But later I realized that he's a slave because darkness means ignorance. Light means knowledge. So he was, he was full of wisdom. He was full of light before he was thrown. Now he, we no longer call him Lucifer. We call him Satan because he's in a fallen glory, he's in a fallen state. But the reason as to why he eats human flesh and drinks human blood is because when man fell out of the presence of God, when they sinned, God was telling man the result of what he had done. God told him, uh, from dust you came and dust you, you will return. And he told Satan that on your belly you will crawl and dust shall you eat. So let's just go back to, now Satan is telling you, you know, yeah. you have to serve me. Mm. And if you don't serve me, I'm going to, to perhaps kill you or something like that. So how did yeah. that conversation go? He told me that uh, one of the reasons as to why they took me is because of the calling upon my life. And the calling upon my life was to win souls in the kingdom of God because everyone has a destiny. And uh, one, once everyone is born, their star is seen. You know, Jesus was born, his star was seen, and it was the star of the king. And the wise men were able to see that star, and they followed it. Herod told his magicians, 
op to open the books and read if that star had been registered in his books. And when they read up and found out about that star, they knew that it, it had been written about and it was a star of a king. So Joseph dreamt the other stars bound before his star. Everyone has a destiny. Now, he told me he could see that my destiny was to win souls for into God. The, yeah, the kingdom of God. And he decided to take me into his kingdom to win souls for him. The other reason is the covenant that he entered in with my grandparents because they were looking for wealth. They sold their souls to the devil and they covenanted all the girls in the family to be wealthy and to serve the devil. So that covenant was also one of the things that he was using against me. So, uh, and the prophecy that was made on my life, he also showed me a video of a woman who was prophesying upon my life and she said that God would use me, I would travel nations, and I would win people from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. And then he said, now, where are you, faithful servant? So. Uh, he directed me to one popular artist before she died. She's a, this is an artist from Uganda. Yeah, she was now, this artist was a South African. Okay. Yeah, but a lesbian and very popular before she died. So when he introduced me to this lady, he said she would teach you uh, how to win souls into, the, into my kingdom, how to trap souls. So I worked with that lady, that South African lady, uh, she, she died, but before she died, I, I was working with her, and now uh, I was introduced to uh, a, another fallen angel known by Cleo, and this angel is in charge of uh, technology. Satan told me that he's controlling the world with fashion and technology. Fashion, not in terms of uh, earrings, necklaces, and no makeup, no, but a lifestyle. He promotes a certain lifestyle that he wants to see in humanity, and then technology because this, the uh, man is spirit, is a spirit in a body. They will adopt to, uh, or they will be easily moved by anything that takes them fast. So they are trying to build an, uh, a new world order. So he took me uh, to the, uh, because my testimony is long, I'm trying to make sure I, I explain these things. It's a testimony of 18 years. Yeah, so he took me to the heart of hell where I saw where the fallen angels are. That's why you see when they are casting out devils from people, they don't cast out angels. The demons are servants. They serve the angels. So now he took me because I was... So a, there's angels and then there's demons. Demons, yes. I was a high-level... Angels of the devil in yes. this case. Yeah, by then I was controlling Eastern Uganda by eight. So now they wanted to promote me to become a high-level sorcerer where I, I would be influencing politics and everything. Anyone who wanted to, to be powerful, we would be the ones to give them power. I want to interject you a bit. Yes. I'm just curious to find out, how does hell look like? Yes. There's been stories of people, and we'll go mm. back to, to now pick up from where you've just left off. Mm. Guys say that, you know, uh, some things that we see here on earth, they mm. come from hell or they mm. come from the underworld. Mm. How, what really happens? What is it like in the underworld, in hell itself? Yes, okay. The place that I landed in the first time was very dark. It was a dark world with uh, nothing apart from people working so hard, everyone moving. It's a busy world. But now, when I got now deeper into Satanism, Satan took me to the heart of hell. Now, in the heart of hell is where I saw factories, companies, 
that not only manufacture, you know, people will say only makeup, but they manufacture food, they, they manufacture everything that uh, mankind survives on. So uh, I was looking at things like uh, companies that we have, big companies that we have here that manufacture food. There are logos, there are everything in hell. And I was asking that angel, because he took me to a fallen angel called Abaddon, and Abaddon or Apollyon is written about in Revelation. And he's just like we have angel Michael. People call him Michael, but uh, he's called Michael. Even Satan calls him Michael. Because all the angels were named after God. We have Gabriel, Michael, Elohim. God is El Shaddai. So all the angels are named after God. So now, when I met with Abaddon, uh, he began now to introduce me to technology and fashion and because they wanted me to work with uh, some media uh, or companies. Like uh, uh, I was working with one popular uh, media house, uh, house and also telecom company. And uh, that's when I knew that everything they are doing is to build a new world. That's why that tel one telecom company will tell you, welcome to the new world everywhere you go because they are building a new world, and literally. Yeah, the, the world they are trying to build is a world of chaos. It's a world where they will take all, away all the peace. And I went and I saw a laboratory where they, they are designing viruses and bacteria, and they are bringing these bacteria and viruses through vaccines. And uh, they are using, they have, Satan also has his children. He has children. Yeah, so his children, children are that in he has power. With yes, yes. Oh, so he actually sleeps with just like in Genesis spiritual being, and he yes actually gets children. Yeah, he has, and they are in power. So they are the ones that are printing money because we don't print our money. They print the money, and they loan us. They lend us the money, and we pay the money through tax. So <laughs> you don't blame any president for not cross constructing roads or hospitals. The country is already in debt, and he has to foot the bill. So they are also working for some people. So now um, there's so much that is happening. So I was looking at these uh, big laboratories where there are, there are human bodies, body parts, and you're wondering where they get the body parts from. The people are disappearing each and every day, and you cannot trace where the people have gone. They take them and they kill them. I'm just led too fast to just let our viewer know. Mm. Uh, our viewers who are watching right now, they need to know that we're still talking about Lake Victoria. Yes. This is the annual. So yeah. is hell right below? Okay. Is it right below Lake Victoria or something like that? Not only Lake Victoria. It's a big world. So it know. cuts across globally. And that is an But there are different en entrances to yes, hell itself. To it, yeah. Under Lake Victoria, there's there an is, entrance. Yes. That's why it, uh, Pharaoh, every morning, used to go to the Nile. He would go to the Nile to worship the gods of the Nile. That's where his power was. And when God was sending Moses to Pharaoh, he told him, go very early in the morning. You'll find him by the Nile. Because they, they get their powers from the Nile. So now, uh, at that point, when I was looking in the laboratory, I was seeing viruses and bacteria, and I was asking, what are these viruses? And Satan was telling me, this is a mother virus. This is a mother bacteria. We incubate more bacteria, and then we send them to humanity.
through um, some vaccines, through foods from this company, and then people have sicknesses like cancer, HIV. Now there is coronavirus. There are other sicknesses that come up, but these bacteria are, create, uh, are designed, and there is a factory that is man that is benefiting from it. You know, when you get cancer, there is someone who is benefiting from that cancer. When you get HIV, there is someone who is benefiting from HIV because you're going to sell your piece of land and you're going to buy chemo, you're going to buy medication with your money to, you know, and then you end up dying because that's the mission of the enemy, came to steal, kill, and to destroy. Then I just I want to take us back. So yeah. from this point, this, all this was happening during the time which this particular artist had taken you to hell, or no. this is much later? It's much later. Much later. When so this is like progressively different mm. things that were happening from the yes. time when the popular artist took you to the devil. Yeah. He definitely tried to intimidate you, and then probably you decided to join him and work for him. Mm -hmm. So this is a progressive period where exactly. now you had begun serving him. Yes. All right, take us back now to the virus. But yeah. before we even go there, mm -hmm. uh, you've mentioned some of the things that are manufactured in health. Mm -hmm. You've talked about foods. Mm -hmm. What else is manufactured there that is actually on this earth and people are actually using? All these weapons that they use in war, all the technology that we have, even uh, when I got delivered, there was nothing like uh, mobile money in PESA. There was nothing like that. But I used to tell people that, you know, in the new world, everything, they want to transfer everything to a cashless kind of society. So you'll be having money in your phones. And before it was difficult to convince people that they'll be having money in their phones, I would tell people that you'll be looking for these notes and you'll not see them because they want, they want, to, they want to release that mark of the beast and... People who don't have the mark will not be able to buy or sell. So, so now, that's why there's a, you know, it's, it's like they're capitalizing on technology. There. It's getting there. It's a process. They introduce it through technology because we are spiritual beings. We will quickly switch into that uh, technology. Anything that moves fast, a human being will be attracted to it because their spiritual being is telling them to move fast, but the body is limiting them from moving fast. So when they get something that will fasten their process, they will adopt to it easily. So now, uh, and he was teaching me that with the technology, they also this want... This now the devil was teaching. Yes, they, they, they use blood samples. That's why they are interested in blood. They use blood samples and they mix our blood, our DNA, with the technology. That's why some of the uh, smartphones, you see, you just touch and they sense your blood. They sense. And some places sense the signals. You know, they, everything that they introduce to us is attached to our DNA. And now, I will, through that uh, fallen angel called Cleo, I was introduced to a telecom company. And this telecom company is a spy network where they, they tap into people's conversations and, you know, they are able to monitor humanity. And, uh, you know, if you talk about certain things and certain people, they, there is a way they switch the conversations to a certain uh, uh, landline, and then they will tap into the conversations, and they will listen to whatever you're saying. So if you have anything that is very important and you feel you don't want it to go out, then you, don't need, you have no business communicating on phone because they monitor everything. You know, Erica, I actually have to ask, uh, you know, uh, one of the <laughs> people I work with here to just get more of your testimony and even we'll go on until you know quarter past 10 and mm. just get a little bit more of your story however I just want us to go now into mm. the fact that you mentioned um, I know you've mentioned the, the, the fact that there's food manufactured in 
in the devil's kingdom when it's brought to the earth. Are there any products that perhaps people use that Vaseline? Uh, first of all, they, what they did to so oil that looks like the Vaseline kind of oil. Yeah. Um, so w what else is there? They they first of all make a, what they do before they introduce their product. They have to create a story. Every product they bring, they have to create a story behind it. So if they are bringing a drink, they'll create a story that will make you feel like, you know, you need to have this drink on every occasion. Without that drink on that occasion, then you don't have a party, you don't have a function. But the drink they're actually promoting is poisonous. When you look at the chemicals that they put in that drink to preserve it, and you see what they do in, into uh, someone's body, they are very poisonous. And these companies have a lot of money. So even when they are promoting Vaseline, people will talk about makeup, but it's not just the makeup. It is the bleaching products. Because what they did was to create a superior race and an inferior race. So they'll make someone feel like they are not beautiful in their skin. And when you feel that you're not beautiful in, in your skin, then you'll be forced to look, uh, to, to look for beauty. And in search for beauty, you have to, to, to use those chemicals. And those chemicals are very dangerous to your skin because they, they result to skin cancer. So it is an industry. Then they bring drugs, you know, and when they bring those drugs, they, they, they know that man is a spiritual being. These drugs will take that person out of the physical and into the spiritual, and they will feel high for a certain time. But now they have to maintain that lifestyle. Then they go for surgeries. So when you go for that surgery and you, uh, you expand your body, you will look beautiful, but for a certain time. Then later, when you cannot maintain that lifestyle, then you get cancer. When you get cancer, you survive on medication until when you die. So there are so many things that are manufactured. Many things. I know yeah. earlier on when we began the interview, there's a point where you mentioned mm. that you are even having politicians coming yes. to you because you have become now a high-level sorcerer. Yeah. All right. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your encounter with politicians. Yeah, so they used to come and, you know... Is it, was it just politicians from Uganda or, or from all over the globe? All over. If, if people wanted to be popular, they wanted to be powerful, they wanted to be successful, they would go through the process. That process is a process of selling your integrity. Selling your soul to the devil means you're going to compromise your integrity. And how do they compromise their, their integrity? Their, uh, the process of initiation is through homosexuality. Let me bring it out that way. Because, you know, when, when, when these people are selling their souls to the devil, some of them don't necessarily have to go to, to hell and the gate be open for them. But they, are, they, are, they have to be sexually harassed. And when they are sexually abused, they are... They are their feelings and their emotions are uh, like it's, they are affected, so they have no feelings. That's why you see in those big offices, when uh, if you go to a big office and the man in charge of that job or the man who is in charge of giving out jobs is uh, is not a God-fearing person, if they are into witchcraft, they would say they would suggest that you first sleep with them before they employ you because they want to to deal with your soul. They want to, to compromise your integrity. And once you do that, then you don't have a will. You, don't, you cannot say no to that person. You don't have emotions and you don't have the intellect. So now, 
dealing uh, now with politicians yes you you're saying not just politicians from uganda were coming to you for powers yeah but politicians from across the globe all over let's talk a little bit about that mm. so we used to have people coming from all over like even the time when i i own when the day, the day where they were going to ordain me now as a top sorcerer in our nation one of the leading witches announced in uganda it's not so private like it is in kenya you know, people perform, uh, people go to witch doctors, but they go quietly. In Uganda now, it has become uh, public, you know, witch doctors are seen on TV announcing, you know, uh, what they do. But uh, this witch doctor had announced and she had invited all witches from all over the world. And all the, there are some people that are in power, but they are high level sorcerers. So we were working with them and we were influencing everything, you know, uh, all this, uh, the ideas, the decisions, uh, whatever they come up with, there is someone behind it. You know, most of these people we see on TV are puppets. They speak for some people who you will never see. They are behind the scenes. You see them wrapping certain things. They are puppets. They are being used to promote a lifestyle, to build a lifestyle. So uh, I, I used to work with those politicians. And I will not mention their names because Please yeah, don't. yeah, I used to work with those politicians and uh, those celebrities, and uh, what we were up to was to build a new world. They want to build to open a, a portal that will uh, usher these fallen angels to come into this planet. Let me just describe what, what I mean when I talk about fallen angels. I'm talking about giants. You see, uh, when I met with Abaddon, I was I would compare myself. To be like a grasshopper in size compared to Abaddon. Angels, God can use one angel to destroy the whole world if he wants because they are huge. One angel can cover and, and uh, stop the sun from, from lighting. That is how big they can be. But now this Abaddon was very huge, a giant, and I was like a grasshopper. And Satan told me, if, if you get out of this world successfully, you will have power. It will be a sign that you can hold our secrets, but we shall kill you at 40. Because beyond 40, you cannot hold these things anymore. You'll be exposing us. And uh, the only reason as to why I'm exposing and I'm still alive is because God is powerful. Other than that, I would be dead. Hold up. So you yeah. said the devil, actually. So I'm, 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 I'm guessing when the devil looks at someone, he already knows how far he can use them. Yes, they and start perhaps, with the spirit. Okay. Yeah. So he can say someone can live till 60, but yeah. for you he said... Until 40. Cannot... And one of the musicians I was working with was given up to 35, and at 35 he was killed. You, how old are you now? I'm, <laughs> I'm 28. 28. Yeah. Do you ever think about, you know, maybe the devil will come for you? He has tried, but he's defeated. <laughs> he has tried. Honestly, I don't just say these things and, and you know, just walk. I keep in prayer. I keep in the word, I keep in the presence of God. That is the only way I survive. But I have been attacked with guns. I have been I have been put on gunpoint at a certain point, poisoned, everything. But I just live by the grace of God. Yeah. All right. I want us to take a short break, and when we return, yeah, I just want us to go a little bit further into now you becoming an influential 
sorcerer. The fact that a witch doctor had to make an announcement in Uganda that there was going to be an initiation, coordination in this case. All right, so let's take a short break. When we return, we go deeper. Again, remember this is Saturday Confessions. We are talking to Erica Mukisa, who is Bamboo's wife, by the way. Again, uh, you know, she came here to, to, to represent the husband as much as she was supposed to come next week, but at least she came and Bamboo will be joining us next week. However, when we return, we get to find out exactly how Erica was delivered from the world of darkness. Remember, she has just said that the devil believes uh, and he had actually made it clear that he If you're looking for the best place to They'll be right back. The YouTube TV 47 Kenya YouTube video. A young woman telling her testimony. right here on TV 47. Again, our guest in studio tonight is a former sorcerer, a high-level sorcerer, by the way. Her name is Erika Mukisa. This is Bamboo's wife. However, I want us to just look at what some of you are saying online. Uh, quite interesting comments there. We have Emmanuel here who is saying, did she just say if she bites you in the dream, you must wake up when your hand is swollen? It's a story worth following. Erica, <laughs> you are biting people in dreams and beating them. All right. Uh, also, we have uh, Martin. Martin is saying, is anyone watching on TV47? Pray without ceasing. Pray for each other. We also have Johanna Omondi, who is saying, uh, we are living in dangerous times. We need to be serious with our salvation, brethren. What do you think about that comment? Do we need to be serious? Yeah, we need to. We need to be serious. And... Uh, it's so disappointing when I go to church and I see men and women of God prophesying about vehicles and private jets and nations, things that anyone can get. And then they forget to bring people back to the reality of life. And there's someone here who's asking, how can they differentiate between true and false prophets? By their fruit. The Bible says we shall know. But them when you say fruit, what do you mean? Uh, I cannot be preaching what I don't represent. Even the testimony I'm giving, someone has to go back and, and study my life and know who is this Erica, how is she living. So if, if what I'm saying on TV does not reflect with my lifestyle, that it doesn't match, then I, I, I will be a false prophet. You know, Erica, even as you talk about that, there are people who actually preach the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, How are they able to do that? Doesn't the name affect them? Because, I mean, as Christians, you know, many of, our, many of the people who are Christians, they believe that the name of Jesus has power. Mm. How are they able to bypass that power then? Many would, the Bible says many will go before him and say, in your name, we cast out devils. We prayed for the sick. And he said, get, get out of my sight. I didn't know you. So not everyone who says Jesus is actually, actually, when I got saved, some of the challenges I had is that I trusted every man of God, every woman of God, until when some men and women of God did certain things that offended me that I realized, hey, salvation is personal. It's not about the man or woman of God. It's about me as, as God. Right. Yeah. So we, before we took a short break, uh, we were talking about, 
you mentioned that there's a point where now you were supposed to be initiated further into sorcery yeah. and there's a witch doctor as you said a high level witch doctor who announced the initiation in uganda uh what happened that day now by then i was 18. i had been sent to initiate four pastors children because i had initiated 996 people uh, I used to work on promotions for that telecom company to win as many people to their line, you know, many customers, because they needed to spy on as many people as possible. So we used to travel to different districts marketing for that uh, telecom company. And then the time I was working with them, it, it was the best telecom company in Uganda. So uh, after that, they decided to promote me because within that short period, I had already initiated many people, more than the people that had been involved before me. So now, uh, during that time, my mom, because she's a prayerful person, she had begun to pray for me. She had begun to sense that I never wanted now to go to church. I was very rebellious. My lifestyle was the opposite of, you know, a pastor's child behaving that way. I used to I, I used to be almost indecent. Like when it came to dressing, I was I was just putting on nets and uh, I'm a, I'm coming from a Christian home and I was very rebellious and I had very many followers. By then we didn't have this technology that we have. So uh, I, I, I in fact if we had the technology that we have I you would be going back and, and yeah. But my uh, my mom got concerned and she began to uh, call pastors and intercessors to pray for me because even if they locked me in the house, they wouldn't find me if I was to go somewhere. You're they leaving would, it I from would, your body. I would just disappear. In the spirit. So I had, no, even physically, I had reached a point whereby they would tell my mom, yesterday your daughter was performing somewhere and yet I was with my mom. So you had reached a point where you can actually teleport. Yes. So I had reached that point, and uh, my I couldn't now stay with my brother in the same in the same house. He was very scared of me. People were scared of me. One time he saw me going to perform in a place in Jinja, and then he decided to go back uh, home and report me because the way I was dressed was, you know, how those. Uh, so at this point, you were actually a musician. I was a dancer. You were a dancer. Yeah. So and you know how those people in clubs dress. And I was coming from a Christian home. So my brother happened to be there and he saw me in a very indecent, you know, outfit. So, so take us back to now. Your, yeah. your mother is praying. Yeah. There's still that this bit of the witch doctor who's announced that you're supposed to be father initiated into sorcery to a high level. Mm -hmm. Take us back there. Yeah, so when this witch doctor announced, my mother didn't know that they were announcing me. She, she just knew that, you know, these people are uh, marketing their, you know, kingdom and all that, but she was particularly praying for me. And uh, I had been sick all the time. I was very sickly. I, I, almost, I, I almost died, but God was just preserving me. Uh, so when that day came, I was, I was staying at my relative's place, and I was, uh, I was preparing. For, for that ordination, and there is a, a certain popular artist that had died, so they were going to uh, replace another artist to take on the mantle. He's also a, he was also a sorcerer. So I, I was, after being ordained, I was supposed to go to that show, and we were supposed to sacrifice 
the people that had entered the show. You know, like how you can go to perform and such something happens, some random person decides to shoot at the congregation or something like that. So now, at that point, as I was ironing, I realized the ability to disappear now had gone because my mom was praying and uh, my other relatives and pastors. So I tried to see if I could disappear and appear, and I could not. So I was like, now what do I do? I'm stuck. I, I, I need to get going because I need to be there by the midnight hour because at the midnight hour is when they are going to ordain me. The, the event was in a certain big hotel in Kampala and all the witch doctors were gathering there. So I was like, I need to be there in time, but now I'm, I'm, I'm like trapped. So uh, as I was now beginning to see how, even how I go to my relative's place, I ran. I was with a, a certain musician who died. He's, he was from Ginger. He was very popular. So uh, when I got into the car, we were going to a place in Intinda. That's where they were staying. Uh, I just had a voice telling me, I'm giving you an opportunity to escape. If you don't, you will never escape. And the reason as to why I escape is because after the ordination, I was supposed to make my dad run mad. And you would ask me for anything in the world, I would give it to you, but I could not do anything to my dad because I loved him so much. So now, with that, I was desiring to escape. I didn't know how. So when, uh, when we got to a certain stage in, in a, a place in Boyogere, there, these musicians were surrounded by their fans. And as they were saying hello to their fans, there is a bike guy who came where we were and he began to greet me. Hi, what's up, Rasta? You know, and uh, you know, I was a bad guy before. So I was, then that's how I escaped. I told him to take me and uh, I would pay him. So I escaped and I went to a relative's place. So now as I was stuck, I wanted to go for ordination, but I was stuck, I could not disappear or appear, I just had a voice in the room telling me that no one escapes from me and leaves. So I, I wanted to run out of that room and seek for help, but instead I was strangled. Now I was fighting for my life and the process I fell down and they had, they had me fall from the girl's room and they carried me to the living room. They were now looking for a vehicle to rush me to hospital. They thought maybe I, I was, you know, I was sick because of the situation I was in. And as the wife of that relative was uh, going to uh, make a phone call, I stood up on the chair, a person who was in a bad condition, and I asked, he, he was praying for me and other relatives. I said, who, who told you to pray for me? And he said, devil, you a liar. You know, the way someone is in a, unconscious, mm -hmm. and then they just stand on the chair, and they're asking you who told you to pray for them. Mm -hmm. He knew that now it was a spiritual matter. Mm -hmm. So he called my mom, they called my relatives, and then they began to pray for me, and I just began to squeeze his intestines without touching him. Like, so you could actually squeeze the intestines without even touching Without the touching person. him, yes. I said, uh, I'm the top uh, sorcerer in eastern Uganda, and today I'm going to be ordained, so you will know that you're messing with the wrong person. So by the time they come now to tell him that, you know, the, the, the man with the car is coming, they just find again the person who's praying for me on the floor. And then they took him, prayed for him, and then now they came as a family. And my mother also began to pray. 
And as they were praying for me, things were happening. I was throwing things without touching them. And, you know, they were praying and reading the book of Psalms. So eventually this is how you got delivered yes. from the service to the devil. I, they prayed the whole night. I got delivered in the morning. Oh, wow. And so that was from midnight hour to no, morning? No, from, from 7, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Yes. till morning. Till morning. It took all those hours for yes. you to be delivered yeah. from service to Satan. It's entering, entering Satanism is very easy, but getting out is a matter of life and death. Wow. Thank yeah. you so much, Erika. Yeah. I want us to hold it there. Yeah. I'm sure next week when Bamboo, your, your, your husband, comes here, yeah. he'll have a little bit more to tell us. Of course, I understand that Bamboo has equally an interesting story yeah. where he was almost going into devil worship. Mm. And the fact that you guys are together, if maybe my director can just play those pictures of yeah. both of you. And, and I know right now you guys are doing ministry and you're doing a lot of work to help many people who are yeah. probably have been caught into the issue of devil worship. Mm. And um, what we'll do now, we'll just hold it there. Mm. And when we come back next week again, uh, Erica will be telling us a little bit more. I would like Bamboo. to read my contacts. Yeah, uh, you can uh, get us on plus two five four seven one seven zero six two zero nine eight or plus two five four seven nine nine seven three three seven seven five. I must say that if anyone wants to get Erica's number, TV forty seven is very ready to give you the context of Erica Mukisa and of course be able also to reach out to Bamboo. Thank you, Erica Mukisa, for sharing your story. Very intense story. So much to be revealed about. The, the world of darkness and we are very happy to hear Hello and a very warm welcome to Saturday Confession right here on TV 47. My name is Gangare and my sign language interpreter tonight is Anne Wairimo. As we promised you, Samun Kimani aka Bamboo the Rapper is here with us today to share his story. Let me remind you, last week on Saturday, we had his wife, Erika Mukisa, who shared a very chilling story of having an experience of 18 years serving the devil directly. Now, Erika Mukisa is married to Bamboo, who is also here in studio to share his equally chilling story of almost selling his soul to the devil. Remember, you can engage us through our social media platforms. That is TV47KE on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Right now, let's delve into the discussion. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Good to see you. I see you have quite a number of books, by the way. Yes, we do. And I'm sure we'll be looking at that as we move on. Yes, yes will. You know, it's, it's so good to have you, and it's so good to hear people who have gone through these experiences, because most people choose to be quiet about them, yes. and others because they perhaps have had maybe a traumatic experience they want to share. Uh, of course, you have been in the music industry for quite some time. Yes. Let's begin there. How long have you been in the music industry? Oh, wow, since uh, 1997, when, uh, and I was just a kid. So, um, since 1997. So, it's been over 20 years. Uh -huh. 20 yeah. years? Yes, over and 20 years. How many stages have you been able to get on, you know, across the globe, Kenya? Oh, wow, I can't even count how many. Um, you know, entertainment took me all over the world. You know, so, you know, uh, I've been across stages, across East Africa, across um, Europe, and, and the U.S. Yeah. All right. I just want to understand. Of course, we already know you almost sold your soul to the devil because of influence from people. Yeah. Um, tell us about the build-up of your career. Just a little bit of history. Well, um, the music bug has always been in our family. 
know, my dad was a musician, so um, I guess he must have got it from his father, and, and it's in our bloodline. We just love music. And so, um, you know, I got into music early. Um, I was still in high school when I was, you know, doing music. And um, amazingly, uh, you know, music's doors just kind of opened up for me. And I was able to just, you know, really get into it and um, really build a following. And so um, as the years went, progressed, of course, uh, I, I joined a group called K-South. K-South stood for Kariobangi South. And um, we built our buzz just through word of mouth. You know, social media wasn't even big at that time. But just through word of mouth and just be by, you know, being consistent and being really creative. We used to practice all the time. So, yeah, we got really good. And, uh, you know, the word of mouth, uh, you know, our name spread, our brand spread, and we found ourselves traveling and doing all kinds of things. Then I went solo. And after I went solo, um, one of my major singles was called Conte, and it, and it took off. And that allowed me to travel back to the U.S. I, w I grew up in the U.S. from childhood to about, um, I, w I must have been about 15 when I came to Kenya. And then um, uh, went to high school, I continued with my studies, but I was doing music at the same time. And so I traveled back to the U.S. through music and, um, to and began touring you know, in different states, and um, that's how I was able to meet a lot of the, you know, superstars that are in the U.S. behind the scenes. And Let's just talk a bit about your exposure. Like, yeah. uh, you've mentioned that you were able to travel globally. Mm -hmm. You've been able to meet quite a number of international artists. Oh, yeah. The few that you've met, who are they? Wow. Um, I met Akon. Uh, I don't know, you know, maybe he might be kind of old by now, but Akon, I met, um, I met ran into Jay-Z in New York, I've ran into um, uh, so many different artists, uh, Ja Rule, I met uh, Gucci Mane, I've met so many artists in Atlanta, you know, um, because I would frequent the places where, you know, they were, they would often, uh, would, where they would often go to. I would, I was, I was writing behind the scenes for uh, Convict Music for some time, and so because uh, I have the gift and the skill to create records, to craft records, and to write, um, I was able to get in and, and, you know, get to know some of these guys behind the scenes, you know, yeah. You know, for many artists, um, I'll say, I also tried out music mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> at some point. I yes. mean, everyone wants to be a superstar. Yeah. And I tried out music <laughs> at some point, and I, I realized it's very difficult to penetrate the music industry. Yes. Even the, the global industry is even harder. Yeah. Now, if the Kenyan industry is even hard, mm -hmm. how were you able to, access this big name such as jay-z yeah. i've also seen a picture of you with russell simmons yes how are you able to get into contact with them um i think through well there's the talent and then there's the hard work and then connections you know and just remain consistent and you're able to kind of move up just through working hard you know anything that you really put your mind to do i, I believe anybody can really you know get in and really do but um the connections and networking and, and, and staying in it, you know, uh, can really get you far. Yeah. I mean, because now there's people who are in the industry who are not even talented, but because they're committed, they move to, you know, those next levels. And so, um, yeah, just, you know, the level of commitment and being able to work hard, yeah, and having talent. All right. Yeah. So what I now actually trying to understand is at what point did you now 
start meeting these people who are trying to lure you into devil worshipping? What exactly happened? What's your first encounter with these guys? Well, um, they'll never come out to your face and just tell you, you know, hey, you need to do this. It will always be very subtle. It, you, you know, the enemy, the devil does not come out and tell you, hey, come worship me, you know what I mean? And I'll give you whatever you want. Um, he's tried that with some people. He tried that with Jesus, and Jesus turned him down. But the way he does it, he's very subtle. You'll sell your soul slowly, not just you know in an in an overnight type of thing. When you say so, slowly, what do you mean? Through various uh, stages of compromise, you know, um, one sells their soul through compromising their integrity. So your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So whenever you compromise your integrity, you're losing a portion of your soul. So you lose a portion of your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's why somebody like Britney Spears would be a complete superstar, but, you know, ripping her hair out and shaving her head on camera and going crazy. Why? Because you lose a portion of your soul as, you're, as you proceed to, to seek fame and to, and to seek power and the things that you're looking for in the world, which are vanity. But it costs you everything. It costs you your soul, you see? So people are willing to give up their souls in exchange for money, power, and fame, which is the exact same thing that Satan offered Jesus. He said, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you money, power, and fame. Everything you can see in this world, I'll give it to you. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you ever go through these stages by the time you got to that particular stage that made you back out? Yeah, I, I mean, I got to, like, right at the edge where, um, you know, a, a young lady was telling me, a young lady who I happened to date at the time, her name was Crystal, and she listened to my music. And this was while I was living in New York, and she says, wow, you know, you can really blow up. You can, you know, you really have the skill to do this thing. And she was like, um, I know why you haven't blown up yet. You're not a part of the brotherhood. So she took me to a Santeria priest so that I can be initiated into the brotherhood. And after that, you know, you really blow up. And Santeria is big in, in, in uh, music business in America. I mean, there's, there's big names in Santeria. There's, you know, Jennifer Lopez, her ex-husband. I mean, just there's big names in Santeria. And, and, you know, Satanism, generally, if you look behind the scenes in, in celebrityhood, there's big Satanists. You know what when I mean? you With say Santeria, hmm. what do you mean by Santeria? What's Santeria? Santeria is a, Santeria is a, it's, it's a form of witchcraft. It's just a form of witchcraft. You know, hell has many entrances many different religions, many different um, ways that you can sell your soul, or many different ways to compromise. That's why in Christianity they say there's only one way through Jesus Christ, but to hell there are many entrances. There's only one entrance to heaven, and that's Jesus. But hell has very many entrances. So Santeria is just one of them. You know, the music industry is another one. The entertainment industry is another entrance. You know, there's so many different entrances. There's banking, there's, there's military, there's all kinds of different entrances into hell. But there's only one way into heaven. I want us yeah. to go back in detail. Yeah. This lady who introduced you to this person that you call the Santeria, who is mm -hmm. probably, as you say, He's a this, priest. Is, this is a priest, a mm -hmm. witchcraft mm -hmm. priest. Yeah. What exactly happened? Narrate to us the story of that day. Okay. Um, so we were living in Brooklyn, New York at the time, and, um, we go to, she takes me to his shop. Now the shops in New York, they call them bodegas. So she takes me to his bodega. Um, and he's got all kinds of things in his shop, 
uh, candles. I saw candles with different pictures of saints, St. Peter and St. Paul and St. Mary and all of these different saints, which we're not supposed to be doing anyway. We're not supposed to be praying through saints. You know, you pray directly to the Father in the name of Jesus. But now there are different saints and different candles, candles for money, candles for dreams, candles for love and romance and all kinds of, you know, religious uh, witchcraft candles. And then um, there was books and literature there's like the sixth and seventh book of moses which is a book of witchcraft enchantments and 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 uh like witchcraft curses things that you repeat and you can conjure spirits okay so i saw this stuff in his store and i was like wow this stuff is crazy you know and um there's all kinds of incense and charms and statues and weird things you know all kinds of witchcraft things and then um at the counter where you're supposed to pay for the items there was uh there was the cash register obviously and then there's the there's a there's a giant um a grim reaper i don't know if you know what a grim reaper the grim reaper is a is the angel of death he's he's wearing like a black hood a black hoodie that covers a black robe that covers him and then inside the hood there's a skeleton and then he's holding a sickle a sickle uh you know the long stick that's used for harvesting. So it's a, it's a long stem with a, with a very sharp blade at the end. And he's standing on the counter. And from the top to the, to the bottom of this sickle, there's dollars, dollar bills on top of dollar bills. You know what I mean? So people sell their souls to this devil because of money. And he really does give them money. But oh. at the end of the contract, mm -hmm. yeah, they, you know, what, that's why Jesus said, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul. All right. So when you went there, the friend who took you there, what were you supposed to get from that particular shop? So in particular, that was going to help your career grow. Yeah. So Crystal took me to that shop, and what she said was, "This man is going to initiate you. He's going to baptize you into the brotherhood, and then after he baptizes you, things are going to start going your way." Yeah. So. But what was the, the guarantee? Had it worked for someone else? Are there people you know who had actually gone? That direction. She said, yeah, she mentioned the fact that, you know, all of the greats have done it. You know, everybody who's ever been great, Notorious, B.I.G., Tupac, you know, all of the, Big L, all of these guys who had already had deals before, who, who wanted record deals and got them. And some of them are even t big till this day, you know, have passed through the brotherhood. So I said, oh, okay. You know, I was, of course, I was a little hesitant i was wondering what does this have to do with music you know we're just i'm i'm good at making records i'm good at crafting records why why are we doing this but um you know when you want something really bad you, you're almost desperate and desperate people do desperate things were you so, desperate at that time funny enough i wasn't really desperate but i was hungry you know i wanted i wanted i wanted this music career i mean i'd come back from kenya i'm in the states now i'm ready to make this thing happen you know like um, it, it, it looked like a door of opportunity, you know, it wasn't so much desperation as it was more like, wow, an opportunity to, you know, really have success, you know, and so, um, like any other young man, I, I really wanted it. And so the, the priest was like, Hey, are you ready? You know, we can do this. And I said, you know, I, I heard a still small voice, you know, when God speaks, it's not, a it's not like a thundering sound from heaven. It's a little still, small voice. And he just said, you know, once you cross this line, you don't go back. So once I heard that, I said, okay, well, 
let me think about it. You know, and I told him, I'd, uh, let me buy some books and see what you guys are about before I jump in. And he said, of course, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, you know. So I, bought, I used that excuse to buy some time. And then I got out of that shop. And when I was walking out, I was like, Phew. I don't know why I felt like Phew, that was close, you know. But um, I never went back again. But, I mean, that was just one instance where I was that close. But I didn't realize it at the time. I just knew that, you know, some of the stuff in there was kind of scary. Like, you know, the Grim Reaper, the Angel of Death. Like, what, what, is this, what, what does this have to do with music, you know? So, yeah, I came that close. And when you talk about the brotherhood, what's the brotherhood in this case? In the entertainment industry, there are circles of brotherhood, okay? They don't allow you in unless you are covenanted. And to be covenanted means that you've compromised your integrity. You're willing to do anything to get in. So usually it will be some crazy sexual act, you know, on top of an initiation. It's very spiritual. But the sexual act will covenant you to, to somebody who's already in. So once they sleep with you, or once they, and that's why the, the industry right now is, is really, it's, it's really a homosexual industry. The American music industry is a homosexual industry. Actually, not just music, entertainment, period. It's a homosexual industry. And so a lot of these guys who you're seeing, I mean, I don't care how gangster they look. A lot of these guys behind the scenes, there's footage of them you know, doing some homosexual act. And they use that over you. They'll blackmail you with that. They'll say, now, from now on, we own you. Yes, you're a superstar. Yes, you're getting million-dollar checks. But we own you. And you're on video. And you know you're on video because you saw them recording you. But they're like, if you really want this, do what you got to do, you know. And people do it because they're desperate. They, they want fame that much. And when they compromise your integrity on that level, you really do sell your soul. People really sell their soul. That's why Jesus says in Luke 21, 19, in your patience, possess ye your souls. He's telling you, hold on, you know, those things you're looking for in life, success, God can give you success. But if you want to compromise your integrity, if you want to take a shortcut to get it, then it's going to cost you your soul. All right. Yeah. I want us to take a short break. I know there's much more to this story that you're here to tell us because yes. that was just the beginning of what was being lured to sell your soul to the devil. Yeah. I want us to take a short break and when we return, we go deeper into your story, Bamboo. Um, remember, you can engage us through our social media platforms. That is TV47KE on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Remember, you can also send your questions. If you have questions for Bamboo, he will be sure to answer those questions so you can shoot them through right now. Let's take a short break. Don't go too far. We'll be back shortly. There's a youth... This is the husband. We heard the wife in the last segment, Erica. This is the husband. Bamboo, the artist. He'll be back in a second or two with the rest of his story. Or shall we say testimony? TV 47 Kenya on YouTube Saturday Confessions They're still on their break They'll be right back shortly
We have it in two languages. Tutare ia kwamuda usio kuwa imrefu means we will be right back shortly. Saturday Confessions. Well, they have a heck of a show. That's for sure. <laughs> Who knew that it would turn out to be this good? And two people in the same family. Let's see if we can jumpstart this. Welcome back. If you just joined us, you're watching Saturday Confessions right here on TV47. Remember, you can engage us through our social media platforms. That is TV47KE on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Tonight, we also uh, talk about exactly what happens in the kingdom of the devil and exactly what's happening in the music industry and generally the showbiz industry. And with us, again, if I can just mention, is Bamboo, who has been narrating to us a little bit about his story. And before we took a short break, of course, you told us um, your experience. You have a friend who tries to initiate you into devil worship so that you can actually get to grow your career. Of course, your story does not end there. Tell us a little bit about the rest of the story. Well, um, after Crystal introduced me to this uh, uh, Santeria priest in New York, I was like, you know, I knew that what, whatever she was trying to introduce me to was way too deep or way too crazy for me. I wasn't, you know, even if I wanted to get into the industry, I didn't want to mess with the stuff she was messing with. I felt like, man, that, that stuff is a little deep, you know. So I broke it off with her and, and, and left New York and I moved back to Atlanta. So, um, you know, needless to say, I, con I continued with the music industry and then I decided that... Um, you know, I was going to release more music and be traveling back and forth between the U.S. and Kenya so that I can, you know, build the industry while I'm here and build while I'm in the U.S. and just have that and maintain the international um, appeal. And so I traveled back to Kenya uh, in 2012. Now, when I got back to Kenya, you know, it was, it was, you know, a lot of celebration, you know, hey, Bamboo's back, hey, let's do this thing, you know. Um, and naturally, I jumped right in, you know, with both feet. But I, I don't think the enemy was done trying to pull me in. So, um, you know, as time progressed, man, a lot of the doors that were open for me before just started closing all of a sudden. You know, things that I would do ordinarily that were so easy, all of a sudden. But these that, does that mean that you were to some degree initiated? Because if then some of the doors were closing, I what think, does that mean? I think, um, you see, life is spiritual. Life is very spiritual. So if the enemy, if the devil offers you something and you refuse, he's going to make life very hard for you. But I didn't realize that at that time because he was like, obviously I was right there at the door and I'm about to open the door for him to come in. And then I refuse to open the door. So obviously he's angry. He's like, man, I have to get this kid. I'm curious. By the time you were getting to what you're saying, you know, to try and help us understand. Yeah. You did get to the door. 
um, of course it means perhaps there were just small stages of this and that. Mm -hmm. What was happening during, you know, from the time of meeting these guys who told you about the Brotherhood to now taking you to the Santeria, are there small things that happened in between, perhaps maybe, to, you know, benefits to get you to where you were? Well, I mean, yeah, there was all kinds of open doors, you know, opportunities. Hey, come meet this guy. Hey, go over there and meet that. I was meeting all kinds of people, you know, and, and obviously being starstruck. I was never a groupie, but at least, be, you know, being able to meet some of these guys who I really looked up to. I'm meeting Akon. I'm meeting, you know... Um, all of these people, Jay-Z, I'm meeting all of these guys, and I'm like, man, these are the guys, you know what I mean? Like, hey, these guys have already done it, I can do it too. So, um, obviously, I was really excited. And I think that's one of the two entrances the enemy uses into a human being's life. Either extreme excitement or extreme sadness. Extreme sadness being depression, but extreme excitement being, you know, when you're over the moon about something. And he uses either one of those as an entrance because your guard is down. So um, when I was meeting these people, I was like, man, this is really happening, man. I'm about to get it. I was so really So why are you giving them anything in return to meet Jay-Z, Acorn, and the rest of those guys? No, I wasn't. Uh, just, just the skill, just having talent, you know. And the people who are around them, they, they have a good ear for talent. They have a good ear for good music. You know, they can tell when somebody knows how to make good records. So um, if you can... If you can deliver, they'll open the door for you, you know what I mean? Especially if they see that there's a way they can make money off of you. So they'll open the door for you. They'll be like, yeah, man, look, yo, come come write for me. Come come to the studio. Let's work together. And then afterward, you know, I'll introduce you to so-and-so. So that's how it would work, you know. You come in, you, you, you record something for them, you write for them or write for their artists or something, and then they open the door for you to to me, it's, a, it's, it's usually a favor for a favor, you know. And before we even go back to the rest of the story, because I know there's a lot more about your story. Like you've mentioned, the story does not end there. Yeah. Um, with your little experience in the industry, having come into contact with so many artists, of course, even some from the regional uh, area, from maybe Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, and the rest of them, are there some who have also sold their souls to the devil in the African region? Absolutely. Absolutely. That you know of personally? Yes, that I know of personally. I know personally. I mean, um, one of them was who, the one who initiated my wife well, before I met her. You know, um, she, at the time she was just a, a sorcerer, but she had not been in, initiated to the higher levels. So one of the musicians that's really famous in, in Uganda is the one who actually initiated her and introduced her directly to Lucifer himself, you know, and um, his name is Chameleon. So I don't know, you know, a lot of people know Chameleon, you know, but they have no idea that this guy spiritually is a very high level sorcerer. And not just Chameleon, I mean, musicians all over the world. It's, I mean, you know, you hear of a guy called Wizkid, but you don't know Wiz is short for wizard. You don't know who these people are. You just hear their music. And because the music is very enticing, and because the anointing that Satan has, Satan was a, he was a worshiping angel. He was a cherub that led worship in heaven, okay? So the anointing that he had, he still has it. It's just corrupted. But it still has the power to pull people. So if he anoints you, your music is going to pull people, okay? That's how they get fans. I mean, fans in the millions. Right. So, um... 
and it's not just Africa. I mean, all over the world, anywhere in the world where you go, any anybody who is a supposed superstar, if you look behind the scenes, there are rituals, there are incantations, there are covenants. You don't just blow up. It's not just about the music. I'm, I'm just curious. Of course, there are Christians who totally believe in God. Um, who do you think this anointing of the devil pulls? Is it just Christians or just anyone who's willing to listen? Anyone. It will, it will pull anyone. That's why I really I encourage Christians not to listen to secular music because it's going to pull you. And, and music is very spiritual. So whatever music you're listening to is the spirit that you're inviting into your house. So if I'm listening to, you know, you could listen to a song by Lil Wayne. And if you, if you listen to that music, the spirits that are in Lil Wayne are going to be attracted to you because you're playing their music. Is this music, what they had promised you as well? What? Uh, when you were being taken to the Santeria. They promised me success. The, you know, that the devil is not going to give you the details. Like what, the, what I'm giving you right now are details about what's going to happen, what the enemy is going to use your music to do. Like, they will never tell you, Beyonce, Jay-Z, these guys, they'll never tell you. But when they record a single, first of all, as they're recording in the studio, a spirit will come inside of them. And that spirit is going to perform that music, okay? Now, after they've recorded the music, they are going to take this record, which is called the master copy, and they're going to put it on an altar, and they're going to conjure a spirit and tell the and tell demon spirits to follow the master copies wherever the masters go. So it, if it's distributed through YouTube, if it's distributed through um, anything, any, any platform, whether it's MP3, MP4, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, th those are just, you know, uh, electronic signals. Spirits can follow these things, uh, whether it's a tape. Tapes are a little old-fashioned, but you, you understand what I'm telling you. They can follow every copy. And anybody who listens to, the, to that music is now suddenly a, has opened up the door for these spirits. Because Satan cannot curse you. He can't just outright curse you. He needs you to cooperate. In fact, Satan needs human beings so that he can attack human beings. So what does he do? He'll give you a song to listen to. And then you'll start listening to this song and you'll start singing along. And as you're singing along, you don't know you're conjuring. Those, those are not just ordinary lyrics. You are conjuring a spirit that's coming in and has an opportunity to curse your life now because you're participating. He needs your participation. All right. Yeah. Let's not go back to your story now. From you being now, um, you are abroad, and then you come back to Kenya. What happens next? Because now you've moved away from the Santeria. Yeah. Santeria was not able to convince you to sell your soul to the devil. Yeah. What happens next? Yeah, so, I mean, I got away from that stuff, and I was thinking, you know, man, I had a certain amount of success in Africa. Why, you know, why do I need to, you know, do some ridiculous um, initiation and stuff like that? Like, that stuff was a little scary, to, to be honest. So um, I get back to Kenya, and, you know, I continue just making music, touring, and things like that. And then, you know, all of a sudden, doors start closing, doors that were open ordinarily open that were open a long time ago you know all of a sudden they start closing crazy things just begin happening you know when you're under attack you can tell because just things i mean everything that can go wrong did go wrong i mean you lose your car you lose your house you lose you, you 
you just lose everything. Do you think you were losing these things because you refused to sell your soul to absolutely. the devil? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when you're coming towards him, he opens doors. And when you're moving away from them, he starts closing them. You understand? So um, everything, I mean, he I lost the house, lost the cars, lost ATMs, lost everything. You know, I would put my ATM in a machine and, and it swallows the it swallows the card. Like I, I was, I, I remember just sitting down and writing down. It's like, man, how could everything possibly go wrong? You know what I mean? That can go wrong. Everything was going wrong. And so at the time, again, a girl shows up, and she's like, "Look, Bamboo, you should be you should be huge. You're supposed to be all over the place. You're supposed to be a household name. You're a star. Um, you know." I know why things are going crazy for you right now. You need to talk to somebody because what they've done is your enemies have covered your star. Like, you know, they've covered your star. So you have to go uh, and get your star, you know, back. When you say covered your star, what do you mean? It's possible, in the world of witchcraft, it's possible to steal somebody's destiny. See, everybody has a star. Um, even in the, in the Bible, we read about how Joseph had a dream. And in his dream... The 11 stars bowed down to his star, you know, and his star was big. Um, even Jesus had a star. The, the Magi came to visit so it means and they saw if, his if star. So if someone interferes with your star, they've interfered with your, your life? Your with your life, yeah. So, um, so this lady told me, she said, look, you need to go and see a certain gentleman, a certain doctor who can help out with your situation because obviously your star has been covered or blah 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 these are just words they were that the enemy was using see the enemy knows how to send people to initiate you he'll he might send a boyfriend if you're a lady he might send a guy to pull you in if you're a guy he'll send a lady to pull you in you know or just he has very many different methods All right so when we return i want us to go deeper and just understand when you mean you star had been covered what did you do and what happened yeah. i want us to take a short break and when we return indeed we will look a little bit more into bamboo's story they'll be back shortly from their break tv 47 kenya the show Saturday Confessions, and she's still interviewing Bamboo, the musician, about his experience with the dark side, the dark side of his industry as a musician, tra traveled the world performed all over and had quite an experience. Okay, we're going to bring them back. Have to, it's a YouTube video, so we'll have to move this along. that is out there any any uh spiritual leader of any you know church will tell you that you know hey the devil is real you know god is real jesus is real so people have to choose you know and i think a lot of people they know it's true but uh admitting the truth requires that they 
take responsibility and people don't want to do that. So it's easier to say, oh no, I don't believe you and go back to your lifestyle than to say, I do believe you, let me change my lifestyle, you see. See, people would rather fight God than fight sin. So if you want to fight God, then you'll disagree with me. But if you want to fight sin, then you'll be like, I think why he's asking that is because in the showbiz industry, so of course there's the question of how valid is your story. But uh, let's just move on, nevertheless. You've come from now the Santeria. You've mentioned a little bit about your interaction with some of these artists. Some of them are also your friends, like you said, who are in devil worship. They've sold their souls to the devil, and some of them are very, uh, you know, people that you know very well. So you come back to Kenya, what happens? Does that pass with by the devil of selling your soul to the devil? stop there or does it continue well it continued um so you know as the enemy he really likes to send uh, ladies towards men and he likes to send men towards ladies or depending on what you know what suits your fancy so um again he sends a lady and he, and he tells her to tell me or he's, he's communicating through her and um he says you know basically look man the things that are happening to it's not supposed to be happening like this. There are some people who are after you. There are people who are jealous of you, and they've put witchcraft on you. So now you have to go see this guy so that you can get the witchcraft taken off of you so that things can go well for you again. So obviously at the time, you know, spiritually naive, just like anybody else in the industry, just thinking, hey, man, having no idea that life is spiritual, having no idea that God is real, Satan is real. I was just in the industry just because I was good at it and talented, and I loved it. So, um, you know, I go to see this guy that she referred me to. His name was Dr. Tafari. Is this the same lady or someone else? No, 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 this is Oh, yeah, you've lady. mentioned it's someone else. But yes. is it, who is this lady? Um, she, uh, like, I won't mention her name, but she's just, a, you know, a, a lady around Nairobi. And she, um, you know, obviously she was like, you should be really far right now. You know, you're really supposed to be a millionaire and whatever. So, um. I but who was she in your life say. so that you reached the point where you're listening to her she and taking to, her advice? She, yeah, she she was posing as a, a manager, you know. Yeah, she wanted to pose as my manager, you know. So, um, yeah, so she introduces me to this guy uh, called Dr. Jafari, you know. And um, I gave Dr. Jafari a call. And this guy starts explaining everything that I'm going through tells me about my situation over the phone and then tells me that, you know, hey, we have to do some things to rectify this situation. So naturally, I'm curious now because have you ever called somebody and they start telling you about all your problems? <laughs> they start, you know, uh, revealing the secrets that you have uh, hidden. And so, needless to say, I, uh, I went to go see Dr. Jafari. Now, he was in Mombasa. So I traveled to Mombasa to go see this guy. And he picks me up uh, in a nice, slick, black sedan and um, drives me to my hotel and then tells me to get ready. We're going to go to his office. So um, I put my things in the hotel. We go back downstairs and um, get back into the car and we drive to his office. And his office is like a, it's like a, a hotel room. But... In the corner of the office, there's all these things on the floor, fetishes. Um, when you say fetishes, what yeah, are those? I mean, things like, um, things. they're a bit difficult to describe, but 
they look like calabash you know you, you know a calabash um strange looking bottles you know african traditional stuff on the ground you know um sitting on a mat okay and there's there's a there's bottles and there's cans and there's all kinds of things so he tells me to take off my shoes and sit down so i took off my shoes i had a seat and funny enough a lot of these guys who are really deep in witchcraft they pose like um he posed like a muslim he looked you know he with the with the muslim hat and whatever and um so dr jafari begins to recite an incantation and as he's doing so he's saying you know strange things like you know bismillah blah, you know just things like that you would hear like sometimes you hear muslims say some of these things but let's then, not even okay yeah I'm not saying what religion he was. Mm -hmm. He was a witch, <laughs> you know. So uh, he recites these incantations. And then to my surprise, I mean, I was just shocked. A voice comes from the Calabash and begins to speak to him in a very ancient Swahili. But it begins to communicate with Dr. Jafari. And Dr. Jafari says that, hey, you know, uh, a young man has come to see you and he is uh here because he needs assistance you know his enemies have come against him and blah 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 and he's explaining to the voice and the voice is responding and giving him instructions what was the voice saying well the voice began to give him instructions on what i should do in order to take the so-called curses off of me so and a lot of people get pulled into witchcraft like that um Someone will tell you that, hey, your life is going crazy because people have cursed you. So now you need to go see this witch or you need to go see this person so they can, they can remove the curses off of you. All right. So if you fall for that, because there's, only Jesus can remove curses. Okay. The blood of Jesus is the only one who re removes curses. If you go to anybody else to have curses removed, to have witchcraft removed, to revenge, to use witchcraft, to fight witchcraft or any, any of that foolishness. You're putting yourself into witchcraft. You're, 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 you're literally giving yourself, you're selling your soul. Right. So I didn't know that at the time. I thought I was seeking a remedy for the situation because somebody, obviously, if somebody has put something on you, your enemies have put something on you, you're going to try and get that thing removed. And I was seeing the effects. I mean, I, I, everything was just disappearing one after the other. So, um, so for someone who has just joined us, I think it's very important to mention in this case, you're going to Dr. Jafari, as you call him, mm -hmm. because you had been told that your star mm -hmm. had, had been, been hijacked or something like that. Been, yeah. So you had to come back, and then are you in Mombasa, and you're trying to fix your star. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so then tell us exactly what happened. Now the voice is talking to Dr. Jafari. So the voice is giving instructions to Dr. Jafari. Tell him to go purchase uh, a can and purchase some ingredients. And so um, the can that he told me to purchase was a can of Zesta. At the time, I didn't understand what he was telling me to do, but I just did it. He told me to purchase a can of Zesta, you know, the, the jam, yeah. you know. So um, I, 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 we bought it, and then he told me to go back to the hotel and put it between your feet in the shower and, you know, um, put some of the herbs over your, over your head. And as you're washing, say... Every curse of witchcraft that people have put upon my life, let them come off of me and go into the bottle without opening the bottle. 
So the bottle was still sealed. The, the can of Zesta, the jam was still sealed. So um, I did so. And, uh, and then he told me, after you've showered and after you've done that, put the can under your bed, sleep, and I'll come pick you up tomorrow. So naturally I did it. I, I, just out of curiosity, I mean, at this point, I'm hearing voices coming from a calabash. This guy's told me everything that's wrong with me. I'm thinking, man, this is, this, I'm being driven more by curiosity and fear than anything else. So I put the can, I showered, I did exactly as they told me to do. Back in your hotel room? Mm -hmm, in my hotel room. Took a shower, said every curse that these people have put on me, let it get off of me and get into the can. And then I took the can and I put it under the bed. Of course, I couldn't sleep for a few hours. I kept on waking up to look under the bed like, is the can still there, you know? <laughs> so finally I doze off. And then, uh, you know, the next morning I wake up, the phone is ringing, it's Dr. Jafari, come downstairs, let's go. Bring the can, don't open it. So I take the can, put it in a bag, I didn't open it, got dressed, and go back to Dr. Jafari's office. He begins to recite the incantations again. The spirit speaks through the calabash and begins to instruct him to tell me to give him the can. And then I pass the can to him. They examine it to see if I've opened it or not. I hadn't opened it. He passes it back to me and he, and he tells me, okay, open the can. So you know how Zesta is, right? You open the can and then there's why, a steel the way, tin. Why Zesta? Why not anything else? Why do you think oh, no, I, I, he didn't tell me to say to, to buy Zesta. He just told me to buy a tinned, okay. a, a tinned okay. can. Mm -hmm. It just needed to be sealed. Mm -hmm. Okay? So um, Zesta was just the only thing we found at the supermarket. Like, this is a steel tin. So, um, so I opened it myself. I opened the plastic um, covering and then there's a tin on the inside that you peel back like that. So I opened it myself. It was sealed. And then after I opened it, I passed it back to Dr. Jafari. Jafari spreads a newspaper on the ground, and then he empties the contents of the, of the can onto the newspaper. And the stuff that came out of that can is stuff that is kind of difficult to, to describe. Just, I mean, everything from like beads, I don't know, like, you know, like the Catholic Church beads. Yeah, they, they, I saw that in there. It's like, man, how did that stuff get in there? There was, um, there was, there was something that looked like a ball. And then it's mixed with the strawberry jam. So it looks like, it looks reddish and it looks disgusting. You know what I mean? Um, but that's how witchcraft is. Witchcraft is disgusting. It's repulsive. But Satan loves the disgusting things. He's dirty like that. He's filthy. He's cursed. Okay. So, um. They, they had all kinds of things in there. Something that looked like an onion that's been peeled. Things that are difficult to describe, okay? Uh, I saw a white string, and I follow the string, and it turns out that this string is actually the tail of a dead chameleon with its mouth wide open. I was like, oh, that's just disgusting. So Jafari takes a pen, and he lifts up every one of those things, and he begins to explain to the voice what this is. So he says... You know, here we have, you know, some kind of a, uh, a chain, some kind of a Catholic, you know those Catholic uh, uh, chains that they, that they used for, for the beads or whatnot. So I, um, so I begin to, you know, just listen to what his, the explanation is for every one of those things. He lifts it up with a pen and says, here we have a, a chain, here we have like a, a ball of, you know, some kind of an, a rotten onion or something like that. And, 
all these different things. So um, the voice from inside the calabash was laughing. It was like, ha, 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 ha. It was, it was, I was scared, but at the same time, I'm like, look, if these guys can make all this stuff appear in a can, imagine what they can do to your body. You know what I mean? So let me just cooperate and get through with it and do whatever they ask and get away, you know? So, um, and at the same time, there's still a level of foolishness. Just a young guy is still trying to make it in the industry and stuff. So, um, I just decided, okay, let me just do what these guys say and, and then get what out of What did they tell muscle. you about the stuff that came out of the can? He said every one of those different ingredients represented a different curse that my enemies had put on me to prevent me from succeeding because naturally the music industry is very competitive. So one guy might not want the other guy to really do well. So in order to bring this other guy down, he'll go and, and sacrifice on an altar and he'll sacrifice something big just to prevent you from, you know, from really doing well. And that's just the nature of the hatred within the industry. You know, people hate on people. Like, it's not just in the industry, man. There's, there's you know, families that do that to one another. There's even Erica's aunt, my wife's uh, aunt, you know, put curses on her, bewitched her to bring her down so that she could, you know, so that she could come up. So now those, those things being in that can, did that mean that you had actually now be, been set free since they were seeing those things that oh, come out of your body? Oh, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't over yet. Now, all of those different ingredients represented a different kind of curse. One was financial, the other was so that I couldn't travel, the other one was to block any kind of open doors that were open for me before. You know, everything represented some form of misfortune. So now the key was, the, the voice explained to Dr. Jafari that now what I need to do to get rid of all of this stuff, I need to... Uh, pay to have a camel sacrificed and when they sacrifice this camel they're the animal itself the, uh, an animal yes so i'm i was supposed to buy an animal and they're going to go and sacrifice it. they're going to pour the blood into a basin and that basin they're going to pour that blood onto all of this stuff to cover it okay in other words that my enemies had sacrificed to pull me down i have to sacrifice to get back up you understand this is the kingdom of darkness though this is how it really works in the in the kingdom of darkness nobody moves up except through sacrifice even in christianity nobody moves up except by the blood of jesus he's he was the final sacrifice all right but nothing moves unless there's bloodshed all right so, so did you buy the camel i paid for it yes i paid for it i was wondering like now where am i supposed to get a camel i mean it's not like they sell them on the street corner and dr jafari was like don't worry about that i've got that covered so I gave him the money. How much? It's funny. It was it was a hundred thousand. So I gave him the money for a camel, and I told him because he he, he wanted me to uh, to go with him to sacrifice it, and we were supposed to do it on the beach after nightfall. So to me, that just kind of sounded like one of those trips you don't come back from, you know. So I was like, yeah, here you take the money, you sacrifice it, you do whatever you have to do. I'm going to be you know elsewhere. I'll be at the at the theater actually i think i was watching an avengers movie or something so um he agreed he said no problem i'll do it for you so while he was doing that i was you know watching some movie and then while i'm watching the movie something started happening you know um i started feeling as if something is like really trying to take over my mind like you know how i don't know maybe 
if you're if you're feeling sleepy and you don't want to sleep, you just kind of just shake your head like that. Well, I started really, you know, feeling like something's coming to make to 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 put me to sleep, and I started fighting it. And the more I fought it, the stronger it became. And I knew I wasn't sleepy. It was maybe around eight thirty or nine p.m. I was wide awake, you know. Um, and in those days, man, we wouldn't sleep till like three or four a.m., maybe five a.m. sometimes. Anyway, so. Man, this thing comes to take over my mind. I didn't understand what was happening, but I had a feeling it had something to do with whatever Jafari was doing on the beach. So I just tried to fight. I woke up. I, I mean, I stood up. Um, I stepped out of the theater because, you know, we were watching the movie in the theater. I step out in the middle of the movie. I said, forget the movie. I, I walked into the lobby. I'm shaking my head. I'm like, man, this is crazy. What, you know, somebody's really trying to make me faint, really wanted me to pass out. And I could tell, like, oh, if you pass out from this thing, you might not wake up. So I, um, I, called a, I called a friend of mine who happens to be a pastor and told him what I did. And then um, he started praying immediately over the phone. And whatever that thing was, it was about to make me pass out. I was about to faint. Whatever it was, it stopped. And then it left me alone. And then I went back into the movie theater. And obviously, I couldn't even focus on what was happening in the on, in the movie. Like, man, my life was a real movie, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, needless to say, I got out of town quick. I got out of Mombasa quick, got back to Nairobi, and, you know, I stopped messing with this guy. But I realized... Has Jafari ever looked for you since then? No, 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 no. No, he's never looked for me since then. He didn't even but call I, you, perhaps, to ask you if, if, if his efforts to try and deliver you what? Nope. No, I think to a certain extent, these guys know that what they're doing is evil, you know. So if people escape, they don't, they don't really go after them that hard. But, you know, there's a lot of people who fall for that, you know, because witchcraft is very real. And if you seek a remedy other than Jesus Christ to, re to rectify the situation, you're going to put yourself in witchcraft. And then witchcraft does not go away. It just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you know, you can start out sacrificing a chicken, but as you get deeper in, you'll be sacrificing big things, you know, because you want big things. You want bigger and bigger things. So um, that's, how I, that's how I escaped. But Dr. Jafari told me that he, I'm not the only musician who he's helped before. He I want to ask you. Yeah. When you say you begin to sacrifice big things, big things like what exactly? Well, you, you'll start out depending on what you want. You know, Satan does not give you anything for free. You have to sacrifice something. That's the language he understands. He understands the language of sacrifice. When you because say that's sacrifice, what, do you mean killing something or something? Yeah, something's got to die. Without the flow of blood, there is no sacrifice. All right. I want us to take a short break and when we return, I want us to talk a little bit more about now the fact that you, you know, give us towards the end. The fact that he, in the end, did not give or sell his soul to the devil. Now, before we even go too far, I want us to sample some of the comments coming from many of you online. And we have Mama Afrik, uh, called Mama Afrik Bange. She is saying, this is crazy. The devil is here to destroy, but most importantly, so is the king of kings above all. Amen. Uh, we also have here Kevin Fraji is saying Victoria Kimani is, is bamboo sister in this case. Just ask if she knew and shared the whole deal 
with her. I think he meant with him. Uh, Bambo, I'll leave that to you. Maybe you can answer that question. Because, of course, your sister is also a musician. The question, yes. of course, would be, if you know this truth about the industry, why allow your sister to proceed? Well, I mean, salvation is personal, you know. And she's an adult, so she has to see it for herself. I think uh, a lot of the things that I've been speaking about, she hasn't seen it. So she hasn't gotten to the level where I got to. And they haven't approached her like that. But I believe eventually they will. And when they do, she'll be in a position to say no. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then we have uh, Mary Faber. He's saying the interview was so quiet. I think the whole idea here is I'm trying to give Bamboo an opportunity to share his story because it's so intense. Sometimes you don't want to break in between. Uh, Samuel Mbugwe is saying, I think these, uh, this is real in most of the prominent people. Yeah. Uh, we also have Somedo. Uh, Shabzoja is saying, so Wizkid, Wizard, uh, you've been my long-time uh, favorite rapper back in um, 2Ks. I don't know what that means. I'm on not so much of .com, but hey. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know Wizkid has that song uh, where he says in his lyrics, he says, beautiful like mami water, eh? Girl, God bless your father. So why is he saying beautiful like mami water? You know who's mami water? Mami water is a mermaid spirit. A mermaid is half human, half fish. Where do you see these? You have to conjure them at the riverside, at the side, or at the beach. So you conjure that spirit, and then you begin to have a covenant with that spirit. If you see them, they're very attractive. So that's why Wizkid is telling you that this girl is beautiful like Mami Wata. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Rosendirangu here says, uh, this stories, this stories are, uh, let me just take it back a bit. She's saying these stories are scary. Uh, of course, another comment there. Uh, Simon is saying, Devil's Tale, where greed path leads. Um, we also have Melody Canyon is saying, This dude never got past this. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, many other comments of people saying that they are following, they're locked in, and they are watching. Of course, we, Erica Mukisa has joined us. Yes. Good to see you. Good to see you too. You guys, you're now married. Yes. And you definitely are doing things together to help people. Yeah. Uh, so when we look at now Erica's story, Bamboo's story, and the fact that you are actually one of the guys luring people into the kingdom of the devil, yes. and then Bamboo here was a victim of <laughs> yes. people who were trying to lure him into yeah. the kingdom of the devil. Mm. So I think the question many would ask, and, and I'm, I'm just guessing, probably there's someone who's watching right now, and they're wondering, so how do I get out? Uh, of course, when we spoke to you, Erica, last week, you told us that even when you were trying to get out of sorcery, the devil was taunting you and telling you, you know what, if you leave, I'm going to kill you. Yes. No one survives. You yes. know. So I'll just start by asking you, Erica, is there a chance for someone to come out of the occult or devil-worshipping or basically having sold you, your soul to the devil, can you get it back? Yes, you can. You can. Uh, what we do, like, what I decided to do from the time I got delivered, I started praying for people. I started telling them what is happening and uh, also provided an opportunity for them to escape. So uh, we have, uh, every Friday, we have ministry. We deliver, we pray for people to get delivered at a father's house family church in Nairobi rural town. So we basically avail ourselves to help as many people as possible. Sometimes we are invited to different places. Uh, we've, I, like from the time I got delivered, I've, I've gone to almost all churches in Uganda uh, praying for people, 
testifying and doing whatever I can to see that I, I bring souls back into the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, so I, I believe there are so many ministries that are also trying to avail these services, although many pastors don't know about uh, this deliverance uh, bit of it. So you find that some, some of these people are being taken advantage of. Some people will ask them for money before they pray for them. Yeah, so if you go to a minister who is asking you for money for your deliverance, you need to run out of that place because Jesus died for everyone and he did not charge anyone for money. So, I think even before we go to find going to deliverance and mm. even understanding what deliverance is in this case, mm. both of you are married. Yes. Of course, there's someone who's asking, how did you two meet to the point that now you're married? Yeah. And you are also doing ministry together and helping people who are victims of either being devil worshippers or being one of the ones being hunted down. Bamboo. Yes, uh, we met through a, a mutual friend by the name of Tommy. Um, Tommy's father was uh, an archbishop in, uh, in Kisumu. Yeah, his name was uh, Silas Owiti. And um, now his wife is the archbishop of Vosh Church in Kisumu. Uh, Vosh stands for uh, Voice of Salvation and Healing. And so um, Tommy, you know, reached out to me through Facebook and um, we just started, you know, going back and forth and talking about things concerning like what we're discussing now. And then, um, you know, he sent me a portion of uh, Erica's testimony in which she was just ministering somewhere in Kisumu. And then um, I asked for Erica's uh, contacts and we just started, you know, talking because, you know, I'd been through something similar. And then... Um, we just started building from there, and um, I think it, probably three or four years later is when we got married. Yeah. Erica, yeah. how does it feel now? I mean, both of you are together. You've gone through the same experience. How does it work for you? Yeah, it's very okay because we understand people when they come to us. Uh, having come from that kind of experience, he understands my kind of ministry. I also understand his ministry, and together we are a team. We, we help other people. Are you, have you come into contact with people who maybe have the same testimonies of either being devil worshippers or being, you know, lured into devil worshipping? Thousands of people. Thousands. In Uganda, if, if I was to make them line up, there are thousands of them. Uh, in Kenya, even this, uh, is it yesterday? Yesterday, every Friday we have deliverance. Yesterday we had some of them getting delivered from the marine kingdom. So uh, we, we have very many cases, like uh, a, a man came with his wife. The wife was eating mattresses. And yeah, and we, we prayed for the wife, she got delivered. Another one came with the son. The son was eating clothes, eating and swallowing. You know, it's difficult to explain these things to people and they understand, but the baby ate toilet paper in the church. When you say delivered, the bamboo, what do you mean by delivered? The spirits that are yeah. tormenting them leave them yeah. and they are free. Yeah. So Life is spiritual. Yeah, we've had cases Yeah, of uh, there is another boy who we prayed for and he got free. He was eating bricks. Mm -hmm. Every day he would eat a brick. He was not eating food. So we prayed for him, and he got delivered. He's now free. He's testifying also. So many cases, yeah. So, so we go when we look at now the people you're helping, what exactly happens? How can mm -hmm. someone access that deliverance? Sure, they can reach out to us. Um, 
they can feel free to give us a call uh, call our office um, at plus two five four seven one seven zero six two zero nine eight that's plus two five four seven one seven zero six two zero nine eight or you may dial plus two five four seven nine nine seven three three seven seven five that's plus two five four seven nine nine seven three three seven seven five or follow us on uh, erica belinda ministries on yeah. facebook yeah and also we have books that they can read they are available on amazon kindle we have and, and just to look, to look a bit about you, so if my director can just maybe have those books on the screen, just tell us a bit about your books brief, yeah. briefly. Yes. Erica, part one, seven years in hell. I write about witchcraft and family. Uh, I, I, I explain about what happened to me, how I was initiated by relatives. I was initiated when I was young. So uh, in, in this particular book, I explain about, I write about family trees, how people are affected by the bloodline. You find that a certain family is being tormented. You find that a certain family is being tormented with uh, immorality, a certain family, they are barren in another family, things like that. But I also teach them how to get out of it. And I talk about secular music. In Erica part two, I talk about the new world order I explain about some of the things I was talking about in the previous interview. And Erica, part three, witchcraft and spiritual warfare. I talk about, uh, yeah, witchcraft and how someone can pray against witchcraft. The marine kingdom, you know, people are being tormented by spirits in the night. Yeah, so I... So quite a number that. of books there. There are, I think, four in total. Yes. Wow. Okay, so you guys have written books, and I'm sure many people will be reaching out to you. Uh, it's so commendable, you know, to see exactly what you guys are doing. <laughs> the yeah. testimonies you have shared, they're just chilling, especially Erica's story. Bamboo, you bought a whole camel for 100,000. I bought a camel for 100,000. <laughs> yeah. 100K just went like that. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, obviously it didn't solve the problem. So, yeah. you know, witchcraft will, you know, delving into witchcraft will not solve your problem. Right. It will just put you deeper in. All right. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing your testimonies. Bamboo the rapper. Man, no, you guys you. are doing a good job. Thank you. Erica, Kisa, thank you so much for coming. Of course, uh, this has been Saturday Confessions. Uh, we have been uh, having... You know this story going on for the last uh, last week Saturday and today and this has been Saturday confessions where we've been talking about the kingdom of darkness people who have gone into the music industry who are in devil worshiping Erika Mukiso of course who also shared a story in sorcery you know her former uh, you know uh, engagement with the devil directly we hope that you have learned something we hope that you have been encouraged and inspired to do something different about your life and in case again you want to reach out to Erika Mukisa and Bamboo you can of course engage with us on social media or call the number on your screen and let us know who you are and how we can actually connect you to Erica. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Leangari and uh, of course our sign language interpreter tonight has been Anwairimo. Again, if you want to engage us uh, to reach out to Bamboo and Erica, you can just write to us through our social media platforms. That's TV47KE uh, on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and of course through our SMS line and our phone number. Thank you for watching. Until next week, Saturday, for another yet exciting story.
You have a good night and God bless.